0: Welcome to Kitchen Table, candid conversations about sex, relationships, and being human. I'm Brittany Palo Castro.
1: I'm Nick Anthony, and today we're talking about our decision to be child free. It's
0: just us today.
1: Just us.
0: Hey Nick. Hey Brittany. We just had to record our intro nine times because we couldn't stop laughing.
1: The giggles were coming. And then
0: I got really angry. <laughs>
1: I was just like, we deserve joy. Let us be in joyful moment. Like, I get it. I understand your desire to want to be productive with your time. Mm-hmm. And I am a busy
0: lady. <laughs> I'm
1: a busy lady. I'm a busy li- I got a lot of work to do. I got do. a lot of work to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's one of Nick and I's. Um, it's from Elf when um, the little boy. Yeah. I don't know why we quote that. I got a lot of
1: work to do. That little boy's impersonation. I've never seen anything from him after that, Mm-mm. but it just cracks me up.
0: We also, what's our other wedding singer? We quote wedding singer all the time. Oh,
1: <laughs> that movie's hilarious. It's, it's so funny.
0: It's the best. So today we're talking about being child free. Mm-hmm. Should we just go right into it?
1: Feels it, like we should. It seems like. Because
0: it's just us.
1: We should just jump. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Let's just get to it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So someone asked us to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> we is, haven't yet.
1: That is a thing.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty big thing to talk about. So
1: It's a very big deal.
0: Yeah. And I think the place I want to start is that I didn't want to be child-free for most of my life. Me also. Yeah.
1: I had an idea of having kids for like, a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. And most of, like for the first half of our relationship too, I have always wanted to have kids. Some of it was conditioning. And some of it was just that I really like children. Like I enjoy them. I'm good with kids. I believe that I would be a really great parent. I believe that you would be a really great parent. I know we would be an amazing parent. I crush it. I know. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And I also know that it would be really challenging for me in a lot of ways as well, which we'll get to because that's part of kind of our decision. But yeah, for most of my life, I always expected to have children and we, Nick and I, met when we were well. I was thirty-one, and you were twenty-nine, mm-hmm. right? So we were pretty young. Wow, I know that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, our twelve-year anniversary—it's probably actually it will probably be like a week when you guys are hearing this. When you all are hearing this, it'll probably be like a week prior to our twelve-year anniversary of meeting.
1: Thank you for bearing witness to my life, Brittany.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Ditto. It's wild. Yeah. In my standards of having children, I think 30 is young. I know there's people popping out babies like young, like, you know, they get married at like 25 and then they're having kids and there's, you know, there's people that don't get married and have kids as well. But for me, 31 is pretty young to have kids, to get married, to do all those things. You know, we just kind of went on our trajectory. And I think it was like five or six years in, we were in a place where we're like, okay, we're going to start trying to have kids soon. You remember that? Like we were- I do. Because I remember I was doing a teacher training and we brought people and we built schools in different places and we were in Haiti. And I remember I like said that I said to like the group because we were like talking about our own things. And I said, yeah, this is my next step is for Nick and I to have children. And I remember when I said that the lights flickered, like the lights went out and on, like as soon as I said that and everyone was like, whoa. And I do think that that was a path. I think that that was, there's a parallel universe, like where
1: we have kids. I've diverged. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do. And I think that would be, you know, a good life. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But instead, we opened our relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's just where we went. And. That was the trajectory that, and we still thought we were going to have children for a while though. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Like we still, that was what we thought. And then we got into polyamory and at first our focus was there, Mm -hmm. right? Because there was a lot going on.
1: And also bought up a lot for us as well. Oh yeah. Brought brought up a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we were moving through it and- Mm -hmm. Like there were some feels that were happening, and also like holes in our relationship that that's mm-hmm. popped up that we have not been addressing overall. I feel like the idea of wanting to have kids is all conditioning. It's the only thing we're presented with, and the things our consumption of like media, like movies, like yeah. think the things we read, like in school, like cartoons, mm-hmm. like it's just it's always been set up in that way. Like yeah, you're born, you go to high school, you meet your boo, and you know go to college, and then hopefully go on the escalator of Mm-hmm. Graduating to different, you know, milestones in your life and then you have kids and then you kind of perpetuate the cycle over again. And I thought I was going to do that. And then I got to the point where I was just like, do I want to do that? Yeah. So I asked myself questions. Like I had it. We had to ask ourselves really like strong questions and have very serious conversations about it. And we had to uh, mourn it and, you know, settle into. Well
0: Let's back up a little bit because yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to take us, you know, really on the steps and you're taking the fast forward version there. <laughs> Yeah. So let's like move back a step before we get into the morning. Cause that's more of like the, one of the last stages. Yeah. I think that you're right. I think that we are programmed in that way. That's just from a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at children playing with like dolls and being the mommy. I mean, I had, you know, Cabbage Patch dolls and yep. I had a Cabbage Patch doll that her name was Brittany Candy. Which totally sounds like a stripper name.
1: It totally sounds like a stripper
0: And that was her actual name. Like, I didn't make that up. That was like on her certificate.
1: She liked candy.
0: It's very strange. (laughs) That was a straight, uh, she had red yarn hair. Yeah. What was up with Cabbage Pastels having yarn hair.
1: Why not? That's like a solid, you know, hair base for a doll.
0: They upgraded and then they made bathable ones where you could take them in the bath and then they had more like real hair. And her name was Crystal. Oh, what was the last name? Pala Castro my last
1: Oh, Crystal Apoc- Palacastro. <laughs> Duh. Well, the other one came with a name, so I figured that would be different.
0: Yeah, I guess Candy was her middle name. Candy. <laughs> and I left her once, Crystal. I left her in the supermarket and I totally lost it. I wasn't like lost it because I was like, I lost my doll. I was like, I'm a horrible mother. Mm. See? And my mom was like, it's okay. These things happen. And I remember even when I was younger being like, mm. they do. I mean, I guess so. They do. I guess You like, don't forget. Like, well, I guess some people mm-hmm. do forget. Nah, some people <laughs> forget their kids. Be like <laughs> drop like John Candy and and <laughs> Home Alone. Yes. <laughs> like, yo, it's real. Home Alone is that's a fucked up movie. Yo, I've seen. Let's Just take a moment. I've seen. Cl- digress for a second to I've, talk about.
1: I've it. seen videos where the grown Macaulay Culkin's in the back of a cab. And he's like talking to the driver and he's mm-hmm. just like, let me tell you a story. <laughs> like, this is what happened. Paris left me and like, you know, he looks like drugged out and like, yeah. he's just like, you really love the mark on me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not only once, but twice. Twice. Like in New York.
1: I think they have like five versions of that movie now. I mean, it's not him anymore, but still.
0: Mm. Yeah. So it's tough to be a parent. <laughs> it's
1: just hard. It's real. It, even it, not being parents, is just like yeah. I, I witness and I can only say but so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm
1: <laughs> I get that.
0: I think for me, I'm really good at uh, embodying and understanding things as much as I possibly can, while understanding that there's a piece that I will never understand. And that absolutely comes into play when considering having kids. And so I think what happened, you know, for the trajectory of a relationship, it was, oh, you know, like, this is what you do. And there was a part of me that wanted to do it. That was, you know, wasn't just going through the motions, but considered what it would be like and what we would be like and all of those things. And I was a yes for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I always want to make that clear because some people are a no from the beginning. They're like, I hate kids. I don't want to be around them. Yeah, And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that either. Like no you, but that wasn't the case for either of us. We're both really good with kids. I love kids. I think kids are big old weirdos. Mm-hmm. I think they're really funny. They also can be a complete pain in the ass, but I understand why. Yeah that's the thing. It's like, I get it. I get why like the em- kids have needs. They don't understand sometimes why yep. they can't be met. Like I totally empathize with them in those ways. It's like, Oh, I'd be so good at this, right? Eh?
1: <laughs> like the energetics of growing up and being a kid like it's there's a lot. so much going on. It's a lot. Internally, externally, right. you're just like your body's growing at an accelerated rate, like you're growing, teeth are falling out, you getting new <laughs> teeth like it's Well, that's what you're focused on. I'm sorry. You got teeth like, that grow into your gums and then they grow And then they, out. they
0: fall out. Like, that is pretty that's fucked That's weird.
1: Up. And then you get old and they fall out again.
0: That is weird. Yeah. History of Teeth <laughs> history. <laughs> with Nick Anthony. <laughs> yeah, that's strange. But yeah, so like it was something that we wanted and then I envisioned myself doing. And then I think for me, and I would love to hear like how the cracks in the story kind of came through, because mm-hmm. for me, it came from my partner who I was dating. Mm-hmm.
1: Like being witness to how he was like parenting and being like, well, damn, is a lot.
0: <laughs> he was, I mean, it was the first time I was that up close and personal. Yeah because that was my first long-term polyamorous relationship, Mm -hmm. right? And so that was the first time I had ever dated someone. Wasn't the first time I ever dated someone that had kids, right? But because my first relationship, which wasn't my first like adult relationship, which wasn't the best, he actually had a child Mm -hmm. and was barely in her life, right? And so it didn't really impact or affect me. And she was actually older as well. So this was the first time I dated someone who like had kids who he lived with. And, you know, at the time him and his partner were together and like him and his wife were together and all these things were happening, right? And so I got to bear witness and I had a very you know intimate relationship with him, and so he didn't hold back. And I think sometimes people hold back, and he didn't. He just was like, "Yeah, this fucking sucks." When <laughs> it did, and mm-hmm. and also you know there were happy moments, but of course,
1: there's happy yeah, moments, yeah,
0: of course. But like I got to see the behind the scenes yeah. in a way that I had never gotten to see it before, and for that, I'm really grateful.
1: Behind the the curtain.
0: Yeah, because his kids were at the time like three and six, or they were young. Yeah. And so, and two different ages, right? And so I really was able to see that and just to see, like, oh shit, this is a deeper understanding of how this might be. I also had a good friend at the time who also had a toddler who her and i similar in the ways that we you know move through our healing and trauma and all of those things and i saw like how she struggled mm-hmm. and how like her child just was oftentimes just such a mirror and mm-hmm. such a trigger and mm-hmm. and that was something that was like oh yeah that's absolutely going to be <laughs> something for me as well
1: what oh, I, I could easily see that
0: yeah and then i started to connect with how important self-care is for me and not as a luxury, but like a way of like being And at times it felt like a way of like surviving. I have a deeper, better understanding of my own trauma and why that was the case for so long. And so it's shifted right, a bit, but still like I need, in order to do the work that I do and to show up in my relationships and all these things, I need a lot of self-care. And the freedom in our lives is something that was really, really important to me. And that started to come into play as well. I started to be like, oh, this is going to change significantly. And I really need to acknowledge that. And I really need to acknowledge, do I want that to happen? I know that you would have been totally present. You would have been like as much involved as you possibly could
1: have. 110%.
0: Like I knew that. And I still also knew that like there was only like as the mother, right? There's just things that I would have to do. Yeah. And so I connected with that as well.
1: I always had the bearing that kids would be a pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: there was not one moment really? of me growing up and being like, that's going to be so beautiful. I'm going to put catch with my son. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> going to teach him how to whittle. I don't know how to whittle, but I'm saying, but the stereotypical like scene is like, here son, this is what you got to do. Throw the cast of line into the water and bloop fish let's cook it bam i got maybe this.
0: fishing but who are you seeing there whittling
1: if we did a survey i okay. guarantee that there'd be news bag. yeah whittle it i think like it's always been in like the ethos it's always in Go like the, the back of the mind of, of a man. are you
0: a like, whittler contact us
1: <laughs> let us know about your whittling being able to build shit i, I always like i was like that's it's gonna be chop full of just like <sighs> joyful moments and a chop full of just like My word, you are testing my goddamn nerves. It's going to shift us and stretch us beyond anything we could possibly imagine. I always had it in my head. That was going to be the case. But then like settling in it and also being in the space of like, you know, getting older and then like trying to race to have children. I was just Mm -hmm. like, do I really want to do all that? Is that something that we need in this moment? Mm -hmm. Is that a path that we need to take in this moment? And I thought I was like, this will easily stretch us in a way that I don't think would be the best for us. Mm. like if we were rushing it yeah that that definitely factored into my Mm -hmm. desire not to want kids
0: and why did you think it would stretch us like in what way
1: oh just based off of how what we were dealing with what was coming up in our relationship when we did open up like it was just like oh look at this like let me observe what's happening right now in the very frank and realistic with myself do i want to do that do i want to add that sauce to this moment and i was like no (laughs) (laughs) like no
0: I think that like the theme for both of us, like for me, I think I started to embody the experience more. I started to integrate it more into my body, into my awareness, right? I think that, yes, I agree. Like I did absolutely know that like, I never thought like being, having a child was going to be a cakewalk or just be all rainbows and butterflies and coos and poopy diapers. Oh, but it's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, like I had a definite awareness of what that would be like, but I started to integrate that into actually Feeling what that might be like in my body. Oh, yeah. And how that might affect me, how it might affect us, how it would affect just all of it, the financials of it, mm-hmm. the stress that that could bring forth, the, our freedom, which we love. Yeah. The ability to travel, the ability to go to bed when I want to go to bed, to, you know, I think also a piece of that is that freedom is a big piece of our relationship. You know, that was one of our core values. Do you mm. remember that?
1: I do remember that. <laughs> Uh,
0: Do you remember our other core values? I
1: always forget <laughs> like three of them. <laughs> and then you help me remember. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was it. That was it.
0: A pop quiz. <laughs> yeah. And I've always had that. Like, we are entrepreneurs, yeah. we can make our own schedules. It's true. Like, you have had times where you've like read in bed until 10, 11 o'clock. Like I don't work on Friday, Saturdays and Sundays because that is my schedule. And I love that about us that I love that we're both entrepreneurs. It's sometimes, you know, an intense experience and, yeah, it's a grind. and scary it's a grind. because it's a grind. it can be a hustle. And it yeah. also, you know, it's just, it's a different kind of seeking out stability. Yeah. Right. Really is. But I love that we have chosen not to Punch a clock, have a nine to five, like that's just not what we decided to do. And that wasn't like we were aligned with that from the start. Yeah, we just were. That was just who we were, and that came together. And which I'm, I'm really connecting with right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that about us. Yep, yep. <laughs> I think it's really beautiful. This is like new wisdom coming through, new information.
1: Learning in real time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is like, I think that's a big part of it is that freedom has always been a theme for us. Mm -hmm. And having children definitely shifts that for a good amount of time. Very, very long amount of
1: time. I'm going to say forever. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think once children are, I don't think it impacts your freedom forever. I think kids go to school. I think maybe like our freedom as we are used to it. Yes. Like life will changes forever. Yes it absolutely does. But I think that there are, you know, ways to work with that and work around that through that. And, you know, and I think the interesting thing is that like, you know, once a child like leaves home or goes to college or whatever they choose to do and and aren't with you anymore, you've been so like, your nervous system has been so wired to take care of and to like focus on this being or beings Mm -hmm. for so long. Then it's just like, well, now what do I do? Or sometimes it's well, who am I? Yeah. If I'm not this. Yeah because it becomes, it's such a part of our identity culture, being a parent. And so the things about identities are that they're identities. They're not actually who we truly are. They're a part of our lives. They're valid and important and significant. And I mean that for all the identities that we have, if we get too tangled in one of our identities, we actually can lose ourselves.
1: This is true. Yeah.
0: Same with like our relationships, right? And mm-hmm. if we get too tangled, we can lose ourselves. And by self, I mean like the capital S self, like that self of who we truly are. You got me pondering real deep right now, Brittany. <laughs> what was that? Real deep.
1: Yeah. yeah it's, it's making me reflect how we can get tangled up. Yeah. And like lose ourselves. And then all of a sudden have shit snatched away from us. And it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. wait, I don't know. I lost track of that person. I have to rediscover that person. Yeah, a life of constant rediscovering, though. I mean, I feel like that's sure that's kind of built in automatically.
0: Well, if you want to, I don't think it's built into everyone's life. I think a lot of people are not on that space or tip.
1: Mm -mm, I think they're
0: on that treadmill.
1: People want to stay in that uh that box and keep the hard feelings at bay as long as possible and just keep their head down and push forward.
0: And I understand why. And also, we've been programmed to do that as well. Kicking out of that box is a thing. It is. And so, okay. And so (laughs) now, once we decided that, I think I kind of brought it up.
1: It feels clear to me. It does? That conversation. Oh, well, please do tell. I think we sat down in multiple times. Yes. It was like checking in, reiterating and also moving through the feelings that were coming up and whatever popped up, we would kind of mm-hmm. reconnect and talk about it again. Just to make like, are you sure? Like, this is what you want. If you, I don't want to go down the, the road and like, yeah. you know, pop out of nowhere and like, hey, I want six babies. And like, you know, and it not be an option. It was like, if we're going to do this, we need to do it now. But me being on the same page is just being like, yeah, okay, I'm clear. I'm clear on what I want to choose in this moment. And I choose us and I choose freedom. I was like, yeah, we live a very rich, fulfilling life. Yeah. And I love Mm. existing with you. I love it. I love being able to do what we want. I love being able to have my own time if I need it. I love being able to offer you the time that you need it. It's a gift. It really is. But I still love kids. Yeah. I just love giving them back. You're like here you go, I'm going to the club. Sorry. Oh yeah,
0: club. Yeah, please. Well,
1: cl- he club. Cl- club is me sitting on my couch watching. Yeah, let's
0: be real here. We do some
1: some, some some Star Trek. That's my club.
0: My club is reading a book in bed, I mean, and drinking and going to bed literally at like nine thirty ten
1: o'clock. Like your side of the bed and the stack of books. It like Britney devours fucking books. Like just I do, gobbles them up. I do. I've definitely fallen behind.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's not a race.
1: I know, but still, but just looking at our (laughs) stack of books on both sides of our bed, it's just like, like you're just about to topple over at some point.
0: It will. I need a bookshelf.
1: Yeah. We've been talking about a bookshelf for a minute.
0: Maybe it can be a present. Ooh! Please get me a bookshelf. (laughs) So for me, I thought for a while, like I was worried that I was influencing you in that decision Mm -mm. because I think I was the first to say it. Because of that, I really did want to be like, are you sure? Like, are you sure that this is? Because I was getting more and more sure of it. But like, there was this fear that like, you were doing that. Like, you were just being like, you know, we did have that stream in our relationship where you were like, cool. you yeah. Like you were like, okay. Yeah, and whatever. No, that's a big thing. You know, and we're talking, I'm talking about like,
1: I want to go here for dinner. I want to watch this movie. But no, but- I mean, if we, early <laughs> on, if we were like, we we're supposed to have kids. I may have just gone with it based off of like a very strong footing on me having a strong opinion about things. Mm-hmm. I probably, I would have dealt with that hand.
0: Yeah. Well, I and, think that's what happens a lot of times. Sure. You know, it's like people are just like, okay.
1: Yeah. Nah, I felt very clean in my decision, my choice. When you asked me, I was just like, I was just elated that you, uh that was being spoken out loud.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. See,
1: I didn't know that. When it comes to me, I'm not a very wordy person. I'm not a very, uh, when it comes to me offering thought in like depth of a topic, I mean, every now and then I can like, you know, spit some, some truth and it's just like, oh, that was good. When it comes to people speaking like truths mm-hmm. that like live in me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my body's just like, yes. I grab it and mm-hmm. it's just like, this is the thing. This is what I was feeling and this is what my head was telling me. Yeah. That's a process for me. And when you said that, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was just, I felt release. It was just, mm. like, it felt clean to me.
0: Oh, well, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, it was like a process. It took like a oh, yeah. good maybe year yes. to really ground into the decision and yeah. to feel into it and to really be like, is this the new path that we're taking? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then came the, the mourning and the grieving. Yeah. That was a very big part of it because we always thought we would have children and have children, you know, for a long time with each other. And I think for me, there was a lot of things. There was mourning that my body would never go through this miraculous experience. Mourning that I would never know what it was like to actually, you know, be a mother in that way. Mm -hmm. A big one for me was mourning the fact that my family, my parents would be disappointed and that I thought that that would be a way to foster connection with them mm-hmm. and to make them happy. Yeah. Because being polyamorous, I wouldn't say it necessarily made them happy.
1: <laughs> it throws a wrench in the yeah. works yeah. a little bit on that end. You're just like, what? what is
0: this? Yeah. And so there's that. That was a big one for me. And then the other one was mourning not being able to see you as a father. Yeah. I think that, and even if I, when I talk about it, I get emotional about it because yeah. I just, I think that you would be an amazing father. Thanks, (laughs) love. And not being able to bear witness to that. There's still clearly grief that I have in that. Yeah. And that doesn't change my choice. Yeah and i think that that's so important right like yeah i'm sitting here crying about that and i'm sad about that and someone might think well then you should have had kids like no it's like no i can be sad about something and there can be a part of me that wants something mm-hmm. and there can be another part of me that realizes that it's not for me yeah and i got to say gonna give us props right now like it takes a lot of courage to be able to connect with those kinds of things
1: yeah it's necessity quite honestly in my my reality, my existing, something that, I, that I've discovered is like, necessary for me to be able to move through feelings rather than mm-hmm. moving around them. Yeah. I've seen the results of what happens when people don't mm-hmm. talk to each other, don't want to actively do the thing, the healing that's required in order to move through difficult feelings. Mm. Like people get stuck. It sucks. It reflects to me what I don't want to be in terms of a human being. I just want to first acknowledge, like, thank you for like sharing that. I feel that. I can mourn that mourn that and miss that idea simultaneously. And like, miss the yeah. idea of like not being able to like hold a little jelly bean and mm-hmm. be like word. But like I feel like there's ways of me being able to do that and to still have that feeling and embodiment, be like mentoring or something like that, like, mm-hmm. as well. So that's been on my mind to do that. Mentoring. Yeah. 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 Absolutely.
0: And I think that's the thing. Like you can absolutely do something like mentoring and also like we have people in our lives that have children. Yeah. And For me, that was once I made that choice, I was very clear that like I wanted polyamorous relationships with people that had kids so I could potentially be in their lives. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I thought that that I was going to get that need met through a partnership. Yeah. you know, uh, like a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my current partner does have kids. They're a little bit older, so they're teenagers. It's a different experience than having a little being, oh, right? yeah. or a toddler or even, you know, an eight-year-old. It's just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's still really fun. And being with like a younger child was always kind of something that I wanted because I love younger kids. Mm -hmm. And I never thought that like that need would be met so deeply as it has been. And that's from my best friend Mm -hmm. who, you know, I always say is my third partner Mm -hmm. because we have such a deep, strong connection. And we even say sometimes like a romantic connection, even though it's not sexual, right. Mm -hmm. But it's just, there's so much- Yeah. There's so much love. And so I have been in her son's life since he was one week old. Mm -hmm. I get emotional again. (laughs) And it's been such a gift and we have such a strong bond, him and I. And He calls me Nini, which is makes like when he first started doing that, my heart was just like, (laughs) like there was literally a moment when I was like, this is what I've wanted for so long. I've wanted a child in my life that was excited to be around me and excited to see me and that I was excited to see them and that we just had fun together. And I have that. I have that. And, you know, no, I won't ever know what it's like to have my own child and to have those particular feelings. Mm -hmm but it's not true that you don't know love unless you've had a child. You don't know real like some people say that and it's like that's not true. That could be someone's experience and that's fine, but it doesn't have to be everyone's experience. No. Our experience of love is our experience of love and we can experience that in so many different ways. And, you know, one way that I do get to experience that beyond all of my relationships is through this amazing child who is just so special, and I get to bear witness to my best friend mother him in such an amazing and inspiring and here I go again mm-hmm. way,
1: yeah.
0: right? Because it's just so beautiful the way that she is with him, yeah. and it's such a gift to bear witness to. And so this is how I'm getting those needs met. Mm-hmm. And I talk about this, you know, this idea of strategy, you know, NVC and nonviolent communication. And what am I feeling? And what do I need? But also what's the strategy to get that need met? And there's lots of strategies to get these needs met. It's not just having a, a child. And so we're just taking different strategies.
1: That's it. And it's okay.
0: And it's okay. If you're hearing this and you're like, well, I already have kids. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Then that's your experience.
1: Congratulations for taking that step, for making that leap and for nurturing like little humans.
0: Yeah. Because it's not easy. And so we acknowledge you, right? We acknowledge what hard work it takes and how many buttons can be pushed and trauma can be pushed and all of those things. Parenting ain't no joke. No, we see you. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you are like, yeah, I, I a lot of this I relate to, like, it's okay to go another way. I and mean, that's what this podcast, our lives are an example of mm-hmm. is all the ways that you can choose another way of being and of living and of existing. Yeah. And that it's all valid, all valid, no matter what anyone else tells you. And it could disappoint people and that's okay.
1: Yeah. And it's okay to connect with like the negative realities within those spaces like to feel all the feelings and to like digest and like and enjoy all the joyful moments, but like it's okay for you to be real. But all right, this is I'm mm, my feelings yeah. right now, and like yeah, this is a happy moment that's fantastic. But being a human is not easy. Living in this life is not easy, and raising other humans to live in this life is, is not easy at all. So it's just very important for us to be connecting with all of the things that we're feeling in in that space. Yeah. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. And, yeah, like and-
0: if you're going through being like being a parent, and you're like, oh my god, I didn't know it was gonna be this way. Yeah. Or sometimes I don't want be around my child. Like, yeah, that's okay. It's real. Be real with yourself. Mm -hmm. Be honest with yourself. Find someone to confide in that can Mm -hmm. hold that space and that can accept you as you are in whatever it is that you're going through because it's okay. So especially how we feel, right? Yes. It's how we feel. You can't control how you feel. So don't try to push it down. Mm -mm. All you can do now, you are responsible for your actions. Yes. Right? And the thing is, if we don't get clear and connect with our feelings, then our actions can not be aligned
1: mm-hmm.
0: or be messed up. <laughs> yeah, we can right? definitely
1: blow up in our faces. Yeah. And so, come out in very passive ways and very uh, yeah. you know, conscious ways also. So.
0: Yeah. So we see you. We see those of you that are parents and that might be struggling. We see those of you that have been parents for a long time and you're mm-hmm. like, I got this on lock. And we see those of you that might not want to be parents ever that want to live a life like we're living. And no one thing is the best for anyone. And that's the thing, right? It's you choose you. You do you. And we're going to do us.
1: Let's all coexist together.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Follow me at sexually underscore liberated on Instagram and check out my website at com. And now we're on Twitter. Follow us at K Table Podcast.
1: Follow me at Nick Anthony Photo on Instagram. And check out my website at nickanthony.com. Editing by Audionauts. Music by Greta Hopmer.
0: And like, subscribe, and follow this podcast. Please leave us a review. Five stars if you're feeling generous. It really does help. And share this podcast with someone who might benefit from it.
1: Help us spread the kitchen table love, y'all.
0: Until next time.